And Andy's probably sitting there like, eh, hey, you know, you know what they say about the elevator business, Jared? It's got its ups and downs. Ah! <laughs> Welcome to another fantastical episode of the Tourism Titans. We bring you down a road of merriment and joy, marketing and operations from four, three super smart guys and one idiot. We'll let you choose who that is. Today, we got Steve Edwards, Amp Agency, Vegas Jeep Tours. We got Princess Yum Yum, Jared Broach from Eat, Drink, Scare, and Andy Kurtz, the resident old timer from Seaforth Boat Rentals. And myself, I am Kevin O'Neill, owner and operator of Destiny Water Adventures. What is good, my t- my Titans? <laughs> All is good, man. Living the dream, loving the podcast, living the dream. Everybody, I'm curious whether that's Andy's the worst sitting. fucking response to anything. What are you doing, living the dream? Living the dream. You should just lynch it up at that point. Anytime you yeah. respond, I should be kicked off the podcast for that. <laughs> that's the name of my that's the name of my sister's boat which is a 1974 rhinel like it's a bad name it's a bad thing to say <laughs> yeah i really i don't like i don't like i'm excited to be here because like i don't really feel like anyone's ever like super excited to you know what i mean like especially until i'm really excited to be here oh yeah no you fucking sound like it for sure I'm freaking excited, Kevin. Let's I'm do this. Living the dream. Well, it's so hard to when, when you come to these podcasts. How are you supposed to sound? Well, hey guys, really excited to be here. It's a fun, exciting Wednesday here. Let's talk about <laughs> marketing and tourism and fun shit. So, so uh, those of you guys just tuning in, it's like a huge fucking ruse. None of us are excited to be here, nor are we living the dream. <laughs> Not at all. We're all going And that brings it. us to a wonderful topic, which fucking we are all have felt before, and we probably all talk about quite a bit in the late night text from your buddies when shit's going sideways. <laughs> fucking burnout, man. It is, it is a fucking real thing. It's not just in tourism. You got to put out a, a smiling face and be the, be the fucking sad clown, you know, because you're, you know, the, it might be your one billionth time, but it's their first time and you got to, you got to fucking show them a good time. Right. And it is July and everybody's feeling the fucking burn, man. I go down to my docks and my staff, like I got down the other day and one of my guys was arguing with the fucking customer, dude, like legitimately fighting with the customer, man. He comes walking down the dock, man. He's like, oh, I ain't feeling it, man. No, you're going to show you're going to show me respect. You're going to show me respect. I was like, Birdman. Oh, my God. I was like, Birdman, I need you to fucking take it down a notch, man. What do you mean going to show you respect? What the fuck are you talking about, man? He's like, no, man, I ain't the one. Not today. And I was just like, oh, my fuck. And the kids, he's, he's a good kid. He's worked with us for five years, man. Yeah, I had to go down there and, and, and have a conversation with the lady and, and apologize to her. And I said, that, not that this is any kind of excuse, but I was like, he's burned out, man. What about the rest of you guys? Are you guys burned out? I know Andy's not burned out. No, I'm not burned out, but I'm not burned out because if I am, then I'm going to have every single one of my employees have that same attitude. So you got to go in fresh every day. How's your day going? How are you doing today? I'm fantastic because you just have to have that persona. You have to be that cheerleader or else we're not selling the experience that people want to buy. So it's a lot about mental set. You have to put yourself in that place. Yeah, we talked about it last week, and I'm a big fan of Attaboys because I'm not down there every day. 
at all because you know and we can get in this a little bit me and jared talked about it last night if i'm at liberty to speak jared on your behalf you know we did yeah, talk for sure. about it. so so I, I don't i don't go down there every day i'm not in the office every day like i got in this business because i do love what i do but i want to see my family man and there's no dollar amount i can put on like not seeing them so when i do come down i'm like you andy i, I definitely try to bring a positive vibe and <laughs> Jared's like fucking working out his eight feet. Jared's just like, fuck, man, I'm literally burned out. Somebody's got to turn this fucking AC on. And he's up in his attic and shit. Yeah, so I go down there and I do a lot of attaboys. We talked about it on the last episode. Like, how often do you give raises? And that's, I'll do shit like that. I'll go down there and I'll be like, hey, man, how's it going? You're doing a good job. You're working real hard. How about a raise? And they're just like, what? You know, and I try and like circle that around like every month, all my core team members or if like they were just a shitty, crazy holiday weekend and they got, you know, they were too busy making the company money and they were moving so fast that they didn't do the best on tips, you know. So we've gone down there and they got a tip jar on one of the on the on the pilings and I'll throw 500 bucks in there, order lunch, whatever it may be. So I make sure when I come down there, like Andy said, I got a good attitude. And then I think you also have to spend a lot of time working on your own burnout. I have been doing this for quite a little while. So you've got to spend, you got to look for ways to make it interesting, to make it exciting, to make it different, to learn, to change, or else you can't keep that happy face. You can only pretend so long. I I look for different opportunities to, to kind of keep it real. To making it the dream that I want to be living. Andy, I feel like you've, you know, you're the, you're still hands-on operator, but I mean, I love the positive attitude. I struggle some days. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to be negative, Norberto, but it feels like I would love to figure out how you delegate it all off. As you guys well know, I don't have a lot of high touch on my rental business. I have an operations manager on that. I mean, I am boots on the ground every day in the agency. And there's, I mean, we're midsummer, middle of everybody's busy season and we're in a weird economy. And it's like my goddamn phone won't stop with issues and problems. I feel that burnout. There's a lot of days like I come in happy. I'll, you know, yesterday I got Starbucks for everybody. We order lunch once a week. I try to make it fun, but there's a lot of days I'm sitting back in my office like, fuck. Yeah, man. Well, that's business. That's business. I mean, I have four things in the last two weeks that got reported to my insurance company. Hopefully none of that turns into any claims. You can only take so many punches in the stomach. So you can't be this clown and just, you know, oh, everything's great. So you can't internalize it. But bad shit happens. That's just kind of what happens. That's part of being in business. So you got to look at the big picture. Got to say, hey, we've been doing this for so many years. It's going to be fine tomorrow. You're going to deal with a bunch of bullshit today. Yeah, you can't ignore it. It does. Shit sucks. There's a lot of shitty stuff being in business. Yeah, I think, and it's tough, man, because, for example, Jared, you know, we were texting back and forth last night, and he is just like, man, were you drinking, by the way? Uh, I mean, I had been earlier in the day. <laughs> I, I got that, like, sorrowful little bit of, like, alcohol, uh, alcohol-fueled, like, sadness coming through on your text. Maybe I, I, I had that wrong, but I, I smelled a little bit of that, you know what I mean? Just, like, the fucking, you know, what's it all for, and, and at what point, like, those, you know, the next 50 or a hundred grand or if you're just getting started off uh maybe you know maybe a thousand or five thousand like you know you start or even hundred whatever uh you start to wonder like what's it all for and and i think you start dr- having like little daydreams about cashing it all in you know what i mean and maybe living a simpler life i mean that's what i was getting from you last night right 
Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you work a lot and you you know, you miss things in like personal lives and stuff like that. And like when my employees call me, like it's never to be like, hey, Jared, just, you know, calling to say, man, you know, this thing's everything's great. Yeah. I said, you know, we're having a kick ass day. It's yeah. nuts. It's, you know, hey, the garage door is not working. Somebody fucking like let it go through the roof like as it rolled up. <laughs> or it's like they they ran into a pole that's been there for fucking 30 years. And it's like now we got to do twenty thousand dollars in you know body shop repair to a vehicle. You know, it, it's these things that's like that's what they call me for. So it's like I cringe when my phone rings from anybody like related to my business. Yep. And like we all you know, do. Yeah. So so it, it's that. And then it, it's also to the point where it's like. You know, man, hey, it's like every day, like, you know, if I if I go and uh, you guys buy boats and stuff, so, you know, you, you're probably finance and stuff. And it's like, hey, man, I, like every time I got to personally guarantee something, I'm like, mm, do I like I'm, I'm still this size. Like I like I feel like we're pretty large. I can't believe I still have to personally guarantee things. And you're like, should I even take that risk? Like, I, I don't know. Or should I just like, you know, hey, I could sell off my real estate. I could sell off my tour company and I could literally probably retire. You know, I'd be like, or I can keep working and then it's like, are your kids going to do this? Or is this going to be like, it's just going to even be harder to sell because now it's a $30 million business. And it's, you know, and now I got to like, like, can you imagine how painful like a company about to spend $30 million is going to put your like financials through the ringer and your operation. And you're going to sit there and be like, I'm never selling this thing. This is brutal. Like I'm not providing all. And so that's like last night it was, you know, it was kind of a culmination of like, Man, I could live a probably a pretty good life. I could move down to like Florida, down by Kevin, and buy a house and not work and, and give up this 24-7 life. I, I think private equity is actually getting a lot more involved. Like not just and, and this could be all anecdotal, but I mean we I've seen a lot of businesses get well, at least a couple of businesses get scooped up by a private equity company that we work with on our other podcast who's sponsored stuff and come to and do stuff they picked up i mean like that's like boat tours is like kind of a chenmark's jam they picked up southern sea star here the buccaneer pirate cruise ship they own cap and fish wherever the hell that is i i, I don't even remember down in key west fury water adventures got scooped up by some texas private equity firm corporation bagel water sports and these are multi-million dollar i mean fury was yeah it was probably 30 million so bagel was probably around 10 million a little bit smaller here southern sea star i would sit venture somewhere in the neighborhood of probably two to three four million potentially so they're you know i mean and, and i'm just speaking to water sports but when you're talking about, you know, again, you, you, you mentioned something, Jared, you know, last week, a couple of weeks ago about a walking tour doing whatever it was, like some preposterous number. I think it was like six grand a day or something like that, or did 118,000 in 20 days or something like that. I mean, you'd be kind of a fool not to, you know, if you can go scoop up a roofing company that's got 5% margins, why the hell wouldn't you want to pick up a a water sport or a tour company that's got a 30 or 40% ROI. I think that's go- going to change as, you know, as some of the market evolves and, you know, people get more interested in tourism as not just a mom and pop shop, but, or, you know, but as an actual brand and not just a commodity, but, you know, branded tours, branded adventures, activities, what have you. My, uh, yeah, yeah you're, my business partner walked on a private equity deal because they couldn't, because he couldn't get rid of it. They offered the right number, but, you know, they're not looking to operate your business. They're looking to acquire the 
revenue of your business. They still want you on to operate. They wouldn't they wouldn't even let him get under 20% ownership because they wanted him to stay on. They they knew that like that's part of what works. And, you know, to the burnout side of like, that sucks. Like, how do you, how do you ever exit? How the fuck do you exit anything if you've got to stay on as the fucking monkey for 20%? I mean, that's not the only way that you can skin that cat. The, the CEO of Fury was a developer. He wasn't like the head captain. You know what I mean? He got two and a half percent and he stayed on as an advisor. So, I, I mean, that, that's going to come into the equation. You're looking at this burnout thing like, oh, we got to get out. What's your exit plan? I, I don't think anybody, any one of us has gotten to where we are because we're looking to get out. So, yeah, I would say in July and August, I'm always looking. I'm always fantasizing about taking the money and run. But when I get back into my preseason mode and I'm thinking, what are we going to do? How are we planning for next season? How are we going to build better? How are we going to do this and that? Then I'm energized again. So let's not. Why? Why do you want to get out? Why don't you continue to build? Why don't hey, you make it big enough? You, you, you take your California build back better conversation, <laughs> fucking somewhere else, pal. You're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> Andy, fucking Florida. Well, hey, hey, and here's why though. Bullshit. Here's why, Andy, because come fucking September, you watch the fucking brakes get put on that motherfucker. You go down eleven dollars, and you're like, okay, let's. What's my next? marketing idea fucking the house is on fire we fucking are like like every september october we don't oh, know that we're so gonna you, go backwards you know what i mean i just mean that that's why we get hungry again yeah, you know because we start right, losing money. Right. so andy question for you i mean does retirement interest you is there a point where you're just like yeah i just don't want to do this zero i don't have any interest in retiring i have interest in being able to travel more spend more time with my wife do this and that but i never want I, I, my wife says, Oh, you should be you know, looking for ways to de-stress. I'm like, if I de-stress, I would be a fucking mess. Like I thrive on stress. You have to have a little stress. That's what keeps you vibrant. That's what keeps you, you know, keeps you looking for tomorrow. Yeah. I, I think Andy, you know, like I, I guess not an exit plan. I think burnout just leads towards like when I'm burned out, I'm just like, then it triggers, like, you've got to be thinking about the exit plan. I, I don't necessarily think that I, I get burned out. It's like I get burned out, but it's like it, more so I get bored or I get, and I do. Like, I mean, the reason I have 18 cities is because of boredom. You know, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of over right. the city. And it's like, let me go open another one because it's like fresh, new, it's something to do. And it, yeah, it definitely drives that. But it, it's like, I also am now looking at it from the perspective of like, Every, you know, I, we talked about this, I think on the other earlier episode, it's like, you know, what's going to move the needle for me? Cause right now, like opening another city doesn't move the needle for me. Right. It's like, now I'm like, right. oh, like, I mean, you guys saw, I'm like, I fucking bought a tractor yesterday to build a winery. Cause I'm like, I, I'm over this shit. Like, and like, and, but like, to me, I'm like looking at this winery and I'm like, man, I'd like to just get rid of everything I have. Cause it's like, you need a lot of cash for a winery. And it's like, okay, well, I could sell off everything I have and just, you know, I could be walking in a tasting room doing what I love, making wine and literally like, you know, two or three days a week, just pouring people wine and never having to like really worry about anything else. Right. So you're talking about an evolution as opposed to a burnout. Big difference. I mean, my, my burnout led me to do a podcast with four, with three douchebags all over the fucking country. Like, I'm having fun. Two, um, two douchebags. <laughs> I'm fucking salt oh, of the earth, bro. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're like kindred spirit. You're right. Yeah. Two douchebags and Kevin. Come on, man. I'm a water sport guy. <laughs> Can you not see my name is Princess Yum Yum? I can't be a douchebag, okay? Oh, that's true. My bad. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? So look for something fun. This is fun. This is fun. This is anti- 
Yeah, I mean, I'm fucking 80 episodes deep in another podcast, pal. So you can fucking save the fucking super fun when we're in a year and a half from now. You tell me how much you're running. You're looking forward to two and a half hours. I'm laying in a fucking in my bed right now. You know what I mean? Like- no, that, no, no, no. Because podcast 10, podcast 10, I've already got planned. And that is how to monetize your pot, your podcast. How to monetize your <laughs> and when we figure that the fuck out, it's going to really be fun. I've, we, uh, listen, man, I'm, I've done that too. You know, not to like, we're getting rich off awkward water sports guys, but it's monetize. You know what I mean? It's, but again, it's like gotta be, you know, I love big ideas, man. You know? So, and like me and Steve, that's like how our friendship got started. And I think we've like, I don't know, man. We haven't come up with any like really cool like business idea in a while. I got to come back out to Vegas. So you got to come here. We got to be in the same room. But I, I will say that I had like a pretty significant burnout moment like, three months ago, man. And, and and unfortunately, it wasn't like I wish I could be like, oh, the stress of work gave me a heart attack. And it wasn't just like a shitty deal of the cards. But I was in my office. I was having a conversation when it happened. Those of you guys that are listening or whatever, you guys aren't like my three buddies here in the room, but I had a heart attack. I'm 43 years old. I had a heart attack three months ago. I, I'm not going to attribute it to business, but I mean, I was geared up, man. Like, and, and I've, and, and Steve might disagree, but I can feel a, a definite change in myself. But leading up to season, I was just like, man, I was calling the dude about marketing stuff every single day, making content, getting, you know, our, our base camp set up. So we had all these different projects and all these different things I wanted to do and all this shit. And then like season kicked in, I had a heart attack, money started rolling in and I just kind of fucking slipped it back into like, all right, well, you know, money's rolling in. The phone's not ringing. My team is trained up. Like, you know, do I, does like everything need to be to the 10th degree? Like, does it need to be a hundred million dollars? Does it need to be 150 boats? You know, like, does it need to be, I I don't know. Like, is it burnout? Is it, you know, am I burned out by business? Am I burned out by my industry? Like, because I mean, I do this shit 24 seven when I'm not recording this podcast with you guys, I'm recording another one about water sports. So when I'm not fucking talking about new ideas, like it's, it's just one of those things where you, it encompasses every, it feels like selling your body at times. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I think if you got to a point where if you did retire, if you did stop, you probably feel like the biggest piece of shit on the planet. You'd be like, man, I'm so fucking lazy. I'm not doing anything, you know? Absolutely. You'd have a huge void that couldn't be filled. Yeah. you. And so instead of feeling like burnout from stress, you'd feel burnout from depression because you don't, right. you'd lose your identity. I mean, you're not the boss anymore. You don't got 50 guys working for you. You know, you're not like, you know what I mean? And not even like that on that type, dude, you know what I mean? I do not get off on that at all. I do not play on oh, the fucking boss bullshit. You know what I mean? I walk right. down, I will scrub a fucking boat with one of those guys. I will take the fucking trash out with them. And in fact, I like doing that sort of stuff. I look for, to off-season coming and the boat's getting pulled out of the water and fucking bottom painting and scraping barnacles and, you know, fucking coming up with different ideas of how we can keep the boats looking a lot better throughout throughout the because right now it's like fuck andy you know i don't have as many as you but i got 25 boats and 15 jet skis and they're fucking like every time i turn around we have a facebook group so these guys can just constantly post like anything that happens we put it right into the facebook group so i can see in real time get a notification it's not even i don't even have anything to really add to the conversation they take care of it you know our managers and our maintenance team and all that you know all those guys that do that stuff but i just see it day after day after day like oh fucking a blown head gasket 
lower unit gone fucking you know seized jet ski motor it's just like non-stop i'm like seven thousand ten thousand four thousand eleven thousand ten you know what i mean i'm just like oh my god man you know it's like and, and you can't like jared said every time the phone rings like every time i get a notification from from facebook in that group i'm like oh man how much did that cost you know so i mean yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I kind of wrapped it up and I'm just rambling at this point, but you know, I'd rather burn out from stats than burn out from fucking sitting around on my ass with nothing to do. I'm right know? there with you. Such a woe is me so, episode. Sounds so sad. No, it's not. It's not a woe is me episode because you know me, I'm Mr. California. I'm Mr. Positive. It's, it's sort of telling everybody that we're all in the same boat. If you own a business, you have a target on your back. You have all the problems of the world. Nobody's calling to tell you what a great job you did. Nobody's calling you to say you're the smartest guy in the world. They're only calling you to complain. They're only calling you to tell you about problems. They're only calling you to tell you that this didn't work or that didn't work. So that's just it. That's what you have to accept as being in business. So if, if, if you can kind of get solace from knowing that, you know, everybody else is feeling the same shit, you know, you're not alone. That's it. But you also get the benefits of it and hopefully there's benefits steve do you get burned out yeah I mean, seriously no yeah. you don't yes i absolutely do i mean i i know it sounds like sunshine and rainbows and you guys th- like it, it sucks there's a lot of days it's stressful this isn't easy this isn't like you guys are worried about your one business i have to worry about a hundred businesses you know like i've got i have two emails i got one i've got to reply to this afternoon hey we need to terminate our service same problem i mean it's the same issues you guys have where it's like you know did you rent all your boats out or like you're the most anal guy i've ever seen about not having boats rented out well imagine getting an email from your like you know a customer wait who me yes you (laughs) yes you I, you know, I got I got I got a hundred dollars left on the bone. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. well, and we're measuring or handling a lot of moving parts. So I just I no I I just ask that on personal level because yeah. you really don't like I know when something's bothering you. Like I can hear it. You're fucking when you do become as you say negative Norberto. When you start shitting on everything, I'm like, oh fuck, man. Steven's having the time, you know, <laughs> because you you never vocalize like your stress. You know what I mean? You don't you don't. You suffer in silence. I I do. Well, and I've done, and I've done a lot to not work when I go home. That that's, that's been a big piece of it. So I used to be the worst at it. In fact, I'm sure I have an ex-wife that would probably chime in and say like, yeah, that was probably why we got divorced. But you know, I used to be really bad about bringing my work home. I'd come, you know, I'd be on my computer all day at work. I'd come home, I'd get on my computer and now, honestly, I leave my computer off. People that need to get a hold of me know how to get a hold of me, and they're going to call or text me. But very rarely am I doing much with work at home. On the weekends, I am uh, trying to get out and go do fun things and go experience some things and not not be at the office working. Didn't I get a text from you at 6.30 this morning? I'm just saying. You probably did. Is that working? Every, every Tuesday, Andy. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Not the weekend. Tuesday. <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. Once once I wake up, the phone's on. I'm texting all sorts of people. It just depends on what's uh, happening. But I mean, what do you guys do for fun? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what, do do what do you guys do? You guys want to hang out sometime? Or yeah, <laughs> I mean, like so so Jared down there, like I Jared, you don't seem like you fucking turn it off much, buddy. I gotta say, I think we're a lot alike in that regard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I, I can't. The rage. You got the rage monkeys like, like me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, because when I got to deal with something, I'm just like, how stupid are you, motherfuckers? Like, why can't you? 
like, why can't you do that? I was like, there was, you know, we were on that HR call today with, you know, going over the performance like systems. And I'm like, oh, makes good business decisions. Zero for everyone. You know, listen, like, listen, no, no, no. <laughs> how do you turn it off, man? Not how do you crank it uh, to 11? That was yeah, my yeah. question. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, I got a hard time turning it off. I mean, my, my wife would tell you, like, I mean, I'm always on my phone. I'm always doing stuff. I, but it's also... I've kind of done that to myself with keeping my, you know, I still work 40 hours a week doing elevators and I still run this, you know, all, you know, nights and weekends. So it's, for me, it's, it's really difficult to turn off. And that's probably why I probably experienced burnout more so than Andy. Cause Andy's got like, you know, he's do, been doing it 40 years. It's like, ah, oh, shit, another lawsuit, another insurance claim, no big deal. When I'm doing that, it's like, God damn, what do I do with this? Like, you know, driving my fucking attorney crazy, like trying to like get to the bottom of this. Like we gotta get this resolved. And Andy's probably sitting there like, eh, hey, you know, you know what whatever. they say about the elevator business, Jared? It's got its ups and downs. Ah! Ah! <laughs> okay, so Jared, obviously, you know, we talk, we talk enough, like we talk a lot. Like as a friend, you've got two kids at home, like you got two kids and a wife. Where, how do you balance that? How do you unwind it? I and I'll say, as the guy who's twice divorced, I did a very horseshit job at balancing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's probably the most difficult. And I think, you know, I have a fairly decent under, you know, like uh, my philosophy is while you're of age and younger, you work your ass off, you hopefully are done early. Like, uh, you know, like nothing I'd love more than be like, you know, 40, 45 and be retired essentially, or be like, Hey, I don't have to go to work or I don't, you know, I don't have to do these things. So I, I, I think it's, you know, I know how hard it is to make money and it's like if somebody's willing to pay you and you can get that money, you get that money while you can get that money. Because when it's not there, it's really difficult to get it. And you, I, But don't you think you know, this so, is more of a marathon and not a sprint? Andy is Andy is the attribute to that. Where you want to say like you you want to like retire at 45, but then what? You're going to be happy to be just done working, not doing jack shit at 45? No, I mean I think when I say retire, I'm like now I'm on to a, to a thing that doesn't need to make money, right? It's now I have enough. Like, this is where I'm like, hey, now I got a winery. I'm going to sit. Like, the winery can either, as long as it breaks even, I don't really care. I'm doing something fun. I'm going to go in there, pour some tastings, do those kind of, like, that's kind of my retirement gig. But it's like, you know, I'd love nothing more than to, that sounds like a fucking you know, essentially fantasy, be able to dude. Yeah, I, I just I don't believe that's you. A fantasy. You have this vision of yourself where you're in a winery. Like, I keep on hearing you say it, and you're painting the picture, like, in your own brain. And you're doing a really good job of, like, letting me see it. And I see you, and you're just, like, casually pouring people wine. How's it going? I'm Jared. Jared, like, you fucking don't even, like, I don't, I think you walk in your kitchen, like, what's the fucking like you know what i mean like i think you're like fucking like so wild like you make me seem fucking calm dude like i i, <laughs> I don't know you that well but i'm thinking that your little winery is gonna be fucking rivaling <laughs> right. gallo in, in a right. yeah. like, you're yeah. not gonna just sit with you know a couple of glasses of chablis like yeah. that's just not and look at I mean, the evil glint in your fucking eye <laughs> as he said it i'm pretty sure dick got hard dude he's like yeah i will be the number one rider in fucking all yeah. <laughs> like fuck yeah. whoa you should try well, maybe. that's what's made you successful and that's what keeps you from burning out so that's perfect that's a perfect segue there that's exactly what it's about always looking for the brass ring baby i i will say man that i feel like personally right now like this year i finally have like a handle on how much shit i have and like what we have and what we can scale and where there's like a little bit more meat on the bone and things i want to do but I'll tell you what, guys, like I've I've like hit like a little bit of the money that 
that we have coming in and we've refined our processes. Now life, unfortunately is super unfair and it's not fucking like usually pretty excited about like the plans that you make for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just going to do this and we'll just cruise along for like the next 20 years and then I'll have X and then I'll do Y and life will be great. And I can just keep on chilling. Like, you know, I do live in North Florida and hurricane alley. So again, but I will say that like, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, where I'm in the corner there with Jared, where I'm going like, well, yeah, man, you know what I mean? Like, could I continue to cruise along at the pace that I'm at and not break my neck and make a good living? And fuck, man, last year we were in Vegas. We went, me and my wife went to Costa Rica. I went to Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit. Like, man, I was all over traveling and some of it was business related, you know, business related. But I mean, for the most part, it was, it, it wasn't, it was, you know, some of the stuff was business related, but some of it was family, you know, it was just, I don't know, the last year and a half felt pretty fucking great, man. And I'm just kind of like, well, at what point do you get to where we got in this gig to just live life by our terms? Well, fuck, man, I'm living life by my terms, but I've also felt like where my business had me by the fucking throat and I didn't like that. So it's like if you get to a point where like, okay, now I put an extra zero on my fucking bank account, but the shit fucking owns me. I'm not really, you know what I mean? I'm not really the fucking captain of my own shit, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like because of a number, it just seems counterintuitive. I, uh, you know, I, I think you guys have a, a different benefit than I have of being the business owner. Like, you know, cause I, I can't like, I get burned out because it's like, I am working, you know, this, uh, this other gig still until we sell that company and that gig, I'm not the hundred percent owner. So it's, I've, you know, I've got vacation time. I can't just take a month off. Whereas if it was the tour company, I could definitely just go to Croatia or somewhere, you know, I could be like, I'm going to go explore European wine country for a full month and be like, my only like tie down is kids school times. Right. You know, it's like, Hey, I can only do this, you know, these times, but like with my other gig, it's like, Oh man, I get like two weeks, three weeks, you know, four weeks, whatever. And I got like, but shit, like I'm the main guy there. So it's, it's like when I leave, I, it's, it's not like we have a hundred employees and somebody does my job. It's like, I got to still do it when I'm in Europe or wherever, you know? So that, that leads me to a kind of a different level. I think burnout than you guys, cause you guys can get away and Andy probably can get away. He just fucking grabs his own boat and just like, fuck it. I'm going to Hawaii today. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fucking, what is, what is that? Uh, 50, have you ever been on the cutter? Pacific? <laughs> Don't think Andy's sailing to fucking Hawaii. It's a long ride. It's a long ride. But yes, I mean, I have gotten to the point where I do have a little bit more freedom. And that's great. That's what you strive for. That's what your kind of your your big dream is to have that freedom and to have a little bit less of a commitment and, and responsibility. But it doesn't go away. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've all seen that stupid chart of like, you know, what what everybody thinks success looks like and what success really looks like. And it's certainly not just a vertical incline to the top. I've gotten to a better spot where I'm able to work on my business more than I work in my business. But I saw it yesterday and it pissed me off because some some fucking guru was on Facebook talking about like, well, can you leave your business for 30 days and not worry about your phone ringing? And the reality is, is I can't do that. I can't leave for, you know, I'm going on a trip with my family here in this next month for a week. And I don't know if I can leave my phone for a week and not. I could. I could leave for a month and my phone wouldn't ring. And like, not right now, but there are times of the year I definitely could. Like October, November, December, 
Absolutely, dude. I fucking cherish it, man. Well, yeah, I look but forward isn't, to those it, times. But I mean, that's, you're cool. very lucky. I can't do that. Yeah, isn't that total off-season? I, I went with a buddy on a five-day trip on on his boat to Cabo San Lucas from San Diego. And I at the last minute, I rented a sat phone because the thought of having no phone communication just drove me fucking crazy. I couldn't do it. We're not open. Like, I'm not running boats in. Oh, November okay. Well, that's good. Okay. That's why you, I chose this down. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's because our utilization from, I have 25 boats. Yes, Sunday, they told me we had 18 turnarounds, meaning that 18 of those 20, well, we got 23 here in this location. But with 18 of those 23 boats were double shifts, half days. You know, they came back, they wow. went out for four, they turned around, went back out for four. I literally wow. am booked out. If I look at my bookings right now, we're we're booked out through Friday. So, I mean, pretty much from May all the way to August, I, I almost have nothing left. I mean, we could do a little bit better on our jet ski tours, but that's another thing. So I took a hit on my jet skis because ultimately I knew the ROI would be better on the tours. The gross would be a lot worse, but the ROI would be better. So I literally ch- chose making less money over fucking the headaches. Like, man, at the end of the day, like what's it going to really make me back if I just go back to straight rentals? But I do know because it's like the 80-20 principle, right? 80% of our right. revenue comes from my boat rentals. 20% comes, well, less than 20% now comes from my jet skis. If I were to fucking completely eliminate my jet skis, I, I wouldn't because again, I've got a model that works at, leads to less phone calls, less damage, less accidents, less liability, all of that shit, man. I sleep so much easier not just giving my jet skis out to anybody and just going, hey, fucking rent them. You get a guide, you get a fucking tour, and we might not get – I get a lot more per hour. They don't go as much, and I'm going to work on that and try and get that scaled out a little bit better, but – you know, other than that, man, it's just, I don't know. It's just not worth it to me. You know what I mean? It's, it's not worth it to fucking be up at night to fucking have four claims on my, cause I'm assuming all four of those claims are from jet skis, Andy. Two and two. You got two from the boat two side? Two jet skis, two on the boat side. What kind of, and I what, mean, they're not claims. A woman was driving a boat, hit a wake and her kid, unfortunately hit her face on the dashboard, acquired stitches and stuff. You had so to report it. It's reportable. Right. It's not hopefully going to turn into a claim. We certainly didn't do anything wrong. We gave them all the proper instructions, but you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had that happen. We, I had a jet ski do about 40 miles an hour straight into a fucking a piling. And it went, and there was a boat dock there too. And she went in between the piling and the fucking boat. And I mean, nothing. I, I believe that the daughter was six years old and, and, the, and the mom, neither one of them. I mean, the ambulance came because the little girl hit her head, but no stitches. No, they went and wow. got her checked out. Uh, but yeah, I had to report. Oh, man. Yeah, my, my, my point being is that it's like I sort of recognize that. And I, I, yeah, I talked I one of my buddies. He's I think he does like maybe almost half his business is is jet skis. And, and we're in the same field, same equipment, same everything. But I can I can tell you almost unequivocally that my margins are better than his. Now, I don't do a million dollars in jet skis. You will probably do three hundred thousand. But I know my profit margins much better. And I know that every time I talk to him, he's like out there fucking running around, his phone blowing up, hole in the jet ski. And it's just like, man, at what point is it just like, I mean, my God, man, you know, I can, I'm a smart fucking guy. Like, I'm not a fucking idiot. This is not like, I'm not a one trick pony, man. Like, I know I can figure out this, the rules to making money. 
because there's rules to this shit, you know, and I feel like I could get into something and make more money. And as, as I look at my business, I'm just like, all right, what's the path of least resistance? How can I fucking, you know, we talked about the damage insurance and the Andy. it's like, how can I make money without fucking like pulling my fucking hair out over it or having a heart attack? Because at the end of the day, man, there's only so much time we have with our fucking kids. There's only so much time we have on this fucking planet, like, you know, facing down all like, God, I would hate to look at the statistics on the life cycle of an entrepreneur. But I mean, unless you're fucking Warren Buffett, what's his name, Munger, you know, and those guys are just, they're, they're not fucking, I don't know, man. I don't think they're doing oil changes or nothing, but. <laughs> I mean, they're not doing well, Chasers, but they've got their own. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, nobody's, you know, there's no free lunch. No, a hundred percent. Especially not with Warren Buffett. No, no, no. A hundred, a hundred percent. But it's just, it's just one of those things, man, where it's just like, I think you have to step back. You have to look at things objectively. Steve said it earlier. You you have to focus on working on your business, not in your business. You have to figure out ways to generate income and revenue. And, And so many guys focus on that fucking top line. This year, man, it's all I think about is fucking bottom line revenue. Like, how do I fucking do more with less? And that increases my that increases my paycheck at the end of the year. And it also decreases my fucking stress level. And I think that should be every entrepreneur's goal because burnout looks different for everybody, man. I mean, how many fucking entrepreneurs jumped out of a fucking window or drank themselves to fucking death or did not meet a quality fucking end or left the planet prematurely, man, because money became before everything, family, health, fucking sanity. Well, the other side of it is, is like, you're also, we have a lot of people dependent on us. I've heard it said, you know, being an entrepreneur is like the loneliest thing that you can possibly do. I know sitting out in the other room, I've got, I've got a group of people that are dependent on us having clients, on us having work, and they're dependent on me to make sure that their check clears the bank. So, you know, it's pretty easy to live in your like, you know, in your what was me of like, man, this sucks. How are we got to show up every fucking day? So I try not to really, you know, I don't try to get burnt out very easily. It takes a lot, but you know, some days, some days it's a lot and you're just grinding through because you know that at the end of it all, it, it all makes sense and you're running a good business and it's a lot better than having a fucking boss. Goddamn. Amen to that. Yeah, I agree. But some days you're going to kick the dog. You know, some days you're right. You're right, Steve. Some days it just sucks and you just got to kind of go with the flow. Like that's just the way it is. There's not going to be every day is fucking hearts and roses. Some days suck. And you just got to wait for the next day to get over it. Absolutely. Well, guys, it's looking about to be that time. We're 42 minutes in. And if you guys are are on your way to work right now and you're listening to this and you're like, God damn, man, you got a whole trunk full of fire extinguishers and fucking inferno is fucking burning and you're going to work and you're like, God damn, I'm an army of one. Just know that you're not alone. You got four buddies with the tour titans. The six or seven of you out there that are listening that are not the four of us, which would make two to three. (laughs) We appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the Tourism Titans. We will see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening. And next time, it's going to be more upbeat. This was kind of Debbie Downer shit. We're going to have more fun next time. 